40 years after the beginning of the Star Wars saga, it all comes to an end. This week, we're covering the last movie in the last trilogy, The Last Jedi. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. I'm bringing a somber, more serious energy to this episode. Yes, because it's all come to a close. It's all come to an end. My name's Mike. My name is Josiah. This is the podcast, How Star Wars Is mm-hmm. It? We are now firmly into our second year of operation. Yes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start referring to this as the second season. I think our seasons are year-long, sure. <laughs> like every show, <laughs> right? you know? And uh, this is the second season, and we are not doing anything different <clears throat> if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. Yeah, no, no new characters. No, no, we're not jumping the shark yet. No. Uh, but we are, so this is how Star Wars is it, where we compare things to Star Wars. We're right. talking movies. Yeah, sometimes it's movies. TV shows. Sure, sometimes it's that. Concepts. Co- sometimes it might be a concept, like birthdays. Mm-hmm. But this week, sometimes it's actually Star Wars Sometimes movies. it's a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. So we, we take everything that's Star Wars, we boil it down into one big chili, which mm-hmm. we haven't talked about that chili in yeah, a while. Yeah, imagine just like all things that are Star Wars. We're talking legends. We're talking mm-hmm. the new canon that isn't movies, you know, books, comics, video yes, games. We're yes, talking the movies. We're yes. talking posters, mm-hmm. talking fan films. Lunchboxes. Anything that has Star Wars on it, we take all that, we boil it down. Of course, the concentration of that boiling down is probably leaning more towards the movies than yes. all the other things, but it's one big chili. It's just like how a chili is mostly tomato paste and meat and beans and stuff like right. that and it's a little bit of those spices right and imagine that chili is a 10 out of 10 on the husui scale what's the husui scale i hear you asking it's the proprietary how star copyright, wars is it how star wars is it scale, scale of one to ten of one to ten whose unit of measure changes every week every week um so we're talking about the last jedi this week and we have talked a lot about the last jedi in season one we're both real stands yeah it's, it's a great movie one. and we've brought it up a lot because it is sometimes the sort of movie that we compare things other star wars movies to for quality necessarily especially for the newer films right for, as like a, a cinematic film yes. quality and not necessarily uh high on the sweet scale right a great film does not necessarily a great star wars make yes um but we yeah we we are both uh, citizen kane not a very good star wars movie ab- no absolutely not there's no sleds in star wars <laughs> no nope. uh the so not I, even at the very end as a reveal <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a, my, my parents and i've been doing a lot of crossword puzzles uh-huh. we do the new york times crossword at dinner every day uh-huh. and boy do they love citizen kane really <laughs> there, like there have been several different clues that have been Either uh, the word Rosebud, the word Sled, or Citizen Kane, all revolving around that whole deal That's with the funny. Sled. It's the, it's funny because the New York Times crosswords they have several things. There's like a bunch of things that they really like as clues that they just do uh-huh. all the time, and like Citizen Kane is one of them. Anyway. That's crossword corner. That's a new segment I'm bringing to season two. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> so we are doing some new stuff. Yeah, but the so we've talked about last Jedi a lot. Right, because we both really like it we and are what it advocates. did for Star Wars. It, it was the first time, in my opinion, that uh, you were able to have the sort of I am your father moment again where you think back and you're like, oh my God, what is Star Wars actually? Yeah. Like it, it, is the, it is the empire of the new, well, sorry, it's the ending of the new trilogy because right, they didn't make they didn't, another movie. <laughs> but did you see that there's like a leaked script of what episode I nine know. could have been? That's wild. Yeah, but they like fired that director and then they never made an and episode made nine. Another. We'll have to do a, a, a episode sometime on the Trevorrow on the script, Trevorrow yeah. script. I imagine it'll like seep in on this one because we it both just read will. it. It absolutely We both just read it and uh, it made me very upset. Yeah, it was pretty good. It, it was wasn't good. perfect, no. but like they made Kylo Ren the bad guy and yeah. they gave Rose Tico something to do and but they did a lot of really good things. Things. But when we're talking about the last Jedi here. We're not right. talking about the uh, possible what could, what could have been. Yeah. Uh, so the okay. So here's what I think is interesting about the last Jedi because yes. it is a movie and a, specifically a Star Wars movie that has the greatest discrepancy between what the audiences thought and what the critics thought. Right. Because partly because there were a vocal minority of assholes who didn't like the movie 
sometimes for stupid reasons and sometimes right. for bad reasons. Yes. Like there are people who don't like the movie because they don't like, I don't know, I guess the way it was made or that it didn't do certain things with some characters that they wanted to happen or whatever. And like those complaints are like a little more legitimate, like whatever. Um, I truly don't know how someone could watch this movie and think like this was poorly made because it is a almost perfectly crafted I, film. I think I might even say just from a visuals standpoint, cinematography it is and like fr- and a like gorgeous movie. It like you could um, take any frame of this movie and and pick like th- three colors of paint and paint the thing. Like it, yeah. it is like a perfectly beautiful, it, the, like contrasting, like well framed, well colored. Yes. Like it's it is a beautiful visual film. It's, it's definitely the most like striking Star Wars film I was gonna from say, a visual It, it might be the most beautiful visually Like it did what Empire did. You know, like A New Hope is very um, kind of like straight up shots, just like mm-hmm. put the camera mm-hmm. on a tripod and run by it or whatever. And Empire was a little more dynamic in its shooting and in its color and in its mm-hmm. light. This took that and was like, yes, let's let that drive a lot of the well, visuals. And it's also like it, it brings... It brings stars of the modern filmmaking to right. where there are things you can do now with effects yes. and colors. Lightsabers and, can actually cast light yeah. while you're filming, and it's beautiful. Yeah, but so, so there's an interesting, I think, subset of people who. So I, I, I have a friend from back home uh, who would get mad whenever I would talk bad about the prequels because mm-hmm. from his idea, it was like, well, if you like Star Wars, you like Star Wars, and he was like, they're good. Everything in Star Wars is good, right. and so those there, there are, and I think Which, there's an argument there too. Like, yes, and I think there is a major. I think that is honestly a lot of fans are like that, where mm-hmm. they are uncritical of Star Wars movies in general. Yes, and this was the first one that was like, you got to be critical of and, things, and and <laughs> and this movie, I think, for those people, they also don't. For that audience, I think they also just were like, this is a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I don't think they cared enough to go write a bad review about it, yes, right? right. Like, I'm... Th- to, so pull back the curtain. I don't want to talk too much about Rise of Skywalker. But... <laughs> yeah, sorry. I know it's it's not, not a real movie. But We've done an episode on it and <laughs> talked about it in other episodes. But, like, but that's my, my... Some of my friends, some of my family who saw Rise of Skywalker were uncritical of it because they were like, oh, it's Star Wars. Right. Right? And they th- they felt that same way about Last Jedi. They felt that same way about yeah, Force Awakens. It's a Star Wars movie. It's a Star Wars like laser swords and spaceships. And they know. And like those people also, I think, are like know that the prequels aren't as good. But I think also are like yeah, it's Star Wars. Yeah, it's Star Wars. Right. So they don't care. Right. And so there's, I think, it's a, something that you go to once or once every year yeah. or two with a bag of popcorn. Yeah. And yeah. so I think there's a vocal minority who are the people that were ragging on Last Jedi for right. either racist or sexist reasons, and they are like the true scum of the earth, or because it just didn't go the way they wanted it to. And that's a reason that's also stupid. Like if you didn't like the movie because you didn't like the movie as a movie, yeah, that's understandable. But also, anyway, anyway. so I think that this is what makes but this movie- But then also like it not going the way you wanted it to is one of my chief complaints of Rise of Skywalker. It's like, true. They made, in my opinion, bad story choices. And so you could, you could always have that be your critique of a movie, your opinion yes. of how you wanted the movie to be. It's not like- super helpful like I I went to school for architecture and like design critiques the good ones are yeah this seems like a good start but if your idea here is this you could have pushed it forward more and the bad critiques are like I didn't like I see that you made a hot dog stand but I really wish you would have made a hamburger stand yeah it's well that's not what I chose to make it's the same it's the yeah (laughs) and that was what we did in architecture school hot dog stands and hamburger stands well it's 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 similar across all disciplines right because like uh, I went to school for theater and like whenever you were giving notes or whenever you were talking about uh, feedback and performances and acting classes and stuff saying I liked it or I didn't like it is entirely useless as yes. a critique because it doesn't give you anything to go off of because it's subjective. Right. But, and, and there are many things, and I think this is one of the things that's it's hard to learn as a grown-up is like there are things that you don't like that you can recognize are good. Yes. Capital G, good. Yes. There are things like, that you... Like the white landscape with red streaks as the skim speeders are approaching the big battering ram cannon in this. It is a beautiful picture. Yes. You it can't is say it's gore- not. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you didn't like that scene in general for whatever reason, but like right. you would still, and so I think that's why it's, that's what's hard about this movie to understand why people didn't like it for me. Because I think there are, I understand they didn't like it, but the fact that they could say like, that was a bad movie yeah. is like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I think those are the, I think that's the vocal minority that brought down the audience average or whatever people, right. people who didn't like this movie because they were like, well, I wanted it to go my way. And I think what's 
what's different about that versus like Rise of Skywalker is La Last Jedi made choices that were interesting and against your expectations a little bit yes. sometimes, but that pushed the story in interesting ways. Whereas right. when Rise of Skywalker made choices, they were almost always the least interesting choice. Yes. Um, which is, I think, why... Like, I, I, I like sometimes I felt like they weren't even choices. It was just sort yeah. of like, if I threw this ball down this hill, it would land here. <laughs> yeah, but so, so to, to just sort of separate the criticism that some people have of last today, I think, honestly, I truly think that most people like this movie. Like, I truly don't believe the Rotten Tomatoes ratings and stuff like that because partly because they were review bombed before it came out and after the fact too. And I think there mm -hmm. are the bad actors in the Star Wars fandom Hayden like Christensen. Hayden Christensen that uh, were pulling it down purposefully. Right. Whereas if it had just been without them, I think it would be exactly like every other Star Wars yeah, movie right. where the score is very similar to the critic score. Yeah, yeah. You know? It, it, um, and I think that as time goes on, it will have an empire moment where people will look back and say, I think this is an right. amazing movie. And, and I think like one of the biggest things is something that Yoda says in this movie, which is failure is the best teacher. Or, you know, he says it in his Yoda way, like, hey there, yeah. failure's the best teacher. That was Homestar from Homestar Runner. Continue. Oh, no. No, that was Yoda, actually. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's not like Yoda. Um, you want to hear my Watto? Yeah. I'm gonna make him <laughs> not far off. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not false. Um, but you know, like everybody fails. Like we see yeah. Luke fail, we see Ray fail, we see the side quest fail, we yes. see Poe fail. We this see movie is about the resistance fail. Like this movie is about failure. This movie is about what do you do when your plan doesn't go the way you thought it was yeah. going to go. For literally every character. Yes. And this movie has a thesis statement, yeah. and it is. What do you do after you fail? Which How do you, you come could, back from failure? You could say might be um, kind of unique within Star Wars. There's there's maybe like two other movies that have a thesis, like the original and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. The the thesis I would say of Return of the Jedi is like let's get little bears to save the day. The th <laughs> so so like the thesis of the th well it's interesting because the thesis of A New Hope is like what is a hero's yes, journey? Right. That's all it is. And, and then, like we just hadn't seen a lot of those movies yeah. yet, so it and then worked. The thesis of Empire Strikes Back is that is like. Life is more complicated yes, than, than you, you think, think it is, yeah, right. and like war is complicated, yeah. and family is complicated, and the, and the Return of, of the Jedi is like we have to finish. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the thesis of Return of the Jedi is like, isn't the aren't these movies cool? Yeah, and then like and then the prequels, the prequels are completely don't just have like one. Uh, like. There's the the overarching thesis. If you want to really get academic about mm -hmm. it, which you can't, because they're kind of crazy movies. But is like um, war can be manipulated by like you know politics yes. and the you thesis. Know. Uh, the thesis of the prequels is like uh, politicians there are, are bad. <laughs> yeah, politicians are bad. The people behind the scenes don't always know what they're doing right. and don't don't have everyone's best interest at heart, which right. is like true, but not well executed in the movies. Yeah, Force Awakens uh, thesis is like. Aren't these movies cool? Let's start a this little again. bit. It's, yeah. it's, it's a little bit of it's it's aren't these movies cool? But for a new generation, in some ways that make it more accessible, which I think is why I still like that movie. Yeah. And then Last Jedi though is is like I think has an, an idea of like what if what if Star Wars messes up and what if the people yeah. that you think of as legends like Luke talks about fail and what happens after they fail right. and how do they come back from failure, which is an interesting thing to watch and see. Yeah, especially then when it looks interesting and there's yes. good dialogue the, and there's gosh, I was, good so I was, action. So I was watching this and I, I didn't finish watching it because I got very sleepy on the train yesterday, but the like there are so many sequences in this movie that are just gorgeous. And the entire first sequence like with the bombing of the Ugh. Dreadnought and everything is so good and so well shot and so pretty like the cutting to the inside of the dreadnought and that they're mm -hmm. they're the red light constantly yeah, yeah. And it's like it's on the nose but it's perfect right well and star wars is at, at its best when it's on the nose yeah, it's like, like these are the bad guys and yeah. these are the good guys and, and that scene is so great because the guy flying the dreadnought is clearly like an established and esteemed like admiral yes but he's getting orders from like a bad young hot shot yeah. and like he's wrong and yeah. the guy's just like i have to do it because he's my boss well, and that's like, and that's another theme of this movie is that like like because because poe doesn't learn his lesson until the very end right. but like sometimes you don't know what's best right and you and think neither you does do hux yeah and yeah. neither does hux like hux makes mistakes kylo ren makes mistakes yes everybody in this movie is constantly making mistakes yeah um and then you see them 
up against a similar situation and they've learned their lesson and they do it better. Like yeah, it's, the, everybody grows in this movie. It is bananas how everybody has a character arc in the middle movie of a trilogy. Literally, I mean, like I guess that's where to do it. Right. But literally, like, literally he did it. Literally everyone grows. Finn starts out. Oh, but real quick before we, people got mad because they're like bombs don't drop in space. <sighs> hey, you dum-dums, if you... It, there's there's some things called like the laws of motion and they kind of are in general sort of how we understand the world and like they don't work in a microscopic level because of quantum <laughs> mechanics and everything but like if you if there is something that is falling in a place that is pressurized atmosphere sure. inside of a ship yeah. right and it falls out of the ship it's going to continue in the vacuum going in the direction that it went that's true you know what else is true it's a sci-fi series well it's like a fantasy series yeah, where like also, there's bombs that you can launch that make like buzz saws in an asteroid field oh, yeah. or like uh there's bands of aliens that sing funny songs and also, and also like the way that x-wings and tie fighters fly in space is impossible anyway and so there's like sound mm -hmm. and there's like so there's a lot of things that don't make like sense that kind of thing that that kind of critique of this movie happens all over the place the sort of like fanboy micro picking weird, which i do that too like nitpick, sure but like the, the ones in this movie to nitpick are not things like space physics. No. It's fucking Star Wars. And also, like, those things are annoying to me because I think it's more fun to figure out an idea why it would work as mm -hmm. opposed to why it doesn't work. Right. Which is like... Yeah, maybe they have, like, uh, science drivers fiction. inside yes. of each bomb that, they, like, pulls it toward it, the nearest object. All of those bombs are, like, very technologically advanced compared right. to what we have, and they're all glowing red. So, like, who's yeah. to say they don't all have a propulsion device? Right. Anyway, it's stupid. It's but so stupid. It's a beautiful... Whoa. It's a beautifully shot movie. Um, so, going... Oh, character arcs, right? Finn starts out wanting to basically leave to protect Ray. Right. He's basically being a deserter. Yeah, so he, but his his motivation in his head is selfless because he's trying to protect someone right. else, but that's a little selfish because it's yes. not to protect the whole fleet. There's, and there's other ways he could have gone about he's it. He's like trying to be like a, a knight in shining armor to this damsel in distress. Yeah, everyone is trying. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Is like Finn and Poe, I think, both learn. Like, Finn's like, I'm not a hero, but he's trying to be a hero. Yeah. And then... And Poe's like, learns. I am a hero. And Poe is like, I am a hero. And then he fucks up. He needs to be a leader. And the uh, so their their arcs are learning what that looks like. And I think yeah. Finn learns that like learns more because we like we forget that Finn has been a stormtrooper for, for a lot of his life mm -hmm. and doesn't know about the outside world. And so you see Rose who like gets to come into her own and have an arc of like starting out, think also being idealistic and being like, there's heroes, mm -hmm. and then learning that like. He's, it's complicated. Yeah, right. And things are complicated. Every character, even like, because I was thinking like, Rose doesn't do a lot of like growing or changing, but of course she does. She starts as a mechanic. Her mm -hmm. sister dies. She joins at like the fighting level, the boots on the ground, the sneaking around. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, but she serves as like the fin foil to make him grow. But she does too. You're right. Yeah. She was idealistic of like, there are heroes. You're a resistance hero. Look at what you did on the Starkiller base. And he was like, oh, well, hey, well, that was nothing. And then... even And then she even goes through a journey, like, having her sister die and right. being like, my sister was a hero. And then going through the journey enough to be like, well, I'll give away this necklace. Yeah. This, it doesn't matter. Right. I, I'm idol worshiping. Yes. And I need to not do that. Yeah. And, and, and she also says doing talking, which is which really is hilarious. cute. <laughs> the, she's great. She's great. She's great in this movie. The... the, uh, the And, like... Even then, and though with those arcs, and also Poe's, everyone like the thesis of this movie is expressed multiple times because Yoda says like you have to teach him your failure, and then like Kylo Ren says like kill the past, like right. literally everyone is like saying like messages. What the movie is yeah. about, and it, yeah. but it doesn't feel like it's hitting you over the head. Right, it just feels naturally like it, it feels also, correct. They, they make those like really strong thesis statements and then settle somewhere in the gray because Kylo is like kill the past, let it die. And then, though, becomes the emperor, essentially. Yeah. And Ray is like, why are you doing this? You're going to go do this. And he's like, no, you're holding on to the past. Let it go. So, like, they're both still kind of honoring the past. Yes. But they, not... they are both, they both, like, like Kylo is saying that he wants to get rid of everything. Right. And start something new and then doesn't. Right. And then even when, him, whenever, even when he's like, Ray, join me. We'll lead, rule together. That's still the past. Right. That's still what people have been and doing. And it's also setting up that, like, he is holding on to a version of the past while she is trying to uh, attain some kind of balance. And it would really set up a good final movie where yes. like it's, he's the bad guy. She's the good guy, but like embracing both, both, both sides. And I think that's one of the, the cool things like for Ray's journey in this movie, she starts out just trying to find Luke and then is like, I don't know. I don't really, uh, am I a Jedi? And then starts getting trained and then fine. And then I think there are so many moments in this movie where you see Ray's like anger and rage. Yeah. 
but being used for like that's helpful to her. Right. It's not like she's giving in to the dark right. side. It's that like she screams and yells a lot in this movie when she's fighting right. and it fucking rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's, she's so cool. She's mad and she's angry and she kicks ass yeah. and it rules. Like honestly, just her, let's not even get into the Praetorian guard, like throne room Such fight because scene. it's the best scene in any movie ever. It's so good. But like when she that is, is doing her like lightsaber stance practicing on the like yeah. little island peninsula thing and then she like slashes through that like rock and it just like and it hits complete... the little nun's cart <laughs> yeah but <laughs> she even is a like she has a moment of just like complete conviction and slices through it and then is like almost like surprised by her power like oh god it's, it's that it, is a more arc... exciting lightsaber duel than the one on the death star remains in the water yeah like it's because it, that was just sort of like why are they fighting each other and it, that what that training bit was like Fuck. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the issue with fight scenes in general is that like... There has to be a story in them. Yeah. The, so like a good fight scene is like a musical, right? Because every yeah. time you sing in a musical, it needs to be justified. And uh -huh. there needs... The emotion, like musical theater nerd right. over here. You are here, so compelled by your emotion that, that you, you have, have to, to sing. sing. And yeah. so like in a movie where there are fights, there has to be a reason why you are compelled enough emotionally by yeah. either your feelings or the situation right. to have a fight. Like Darth Vader toying with Luke on Cloud City. Yeah. Like just kind of throwing force stuff at him to be like, how's he doing? Like, cause he couldn't kill him. He needed to take him alive mm -hmm. and he was trying to test his power and, and then eventually reveal he's his father. And, right? the, and the fights that we remember are the fights that are emotionally charged. Yeah. The fights that we don't remember are the ones where it's like, well, we both have a weapon and we have to get past each other, so we're going to fight. Yes. Like, even, even from the prequels, the coolest fights are the ones where you're like, oh, I remember the end of it because it's like the Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Uh, Darth, Maul. Darth Maul fight is cool because it's well choreographed, but then like you also get the sacrifice at the end and right. the emotional charge at the end. And there's other lightsaber fights in that movie, and I don't remember them. Yeah. Like, that's the one I remember. Yeah, sure. You know? Like, and I think that that's what this movie does well because every time there's a fight, like even whenever Ray and Luke fight for a second, yeah. you're like, I believe this. Yes. Holy shit. Right. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, okay, we've... Gosh, I could talk about this movie forever because it's and very well shot. The, the, to, to, to lever like one level one like critique at this movie, I do think it's a little too long. I think, uh -huh. I think like my main issue and I like... Uh, when I first saw this movie, I, like, I was like, I like 80% of this movie. I think the Casino Planet was kind of dumb. Yeah, and, and it's I, grown on me with every successive uh, and Now I think <laughs> that the Casino Planet is good and that, like, there just should have been maybe 15 minutes uh, cut from some, some, like, just from in general, from yeah. Like, everything. Yeah, you could cut, like, but but I'm not bored watching this movie. I'm, I'm not bored watching it either. I just think that there is, a, I think that, like, when I'm watching it on a train, there right. was a sense of, like, yeah, it was yeah, a little yeah. long. But, like, there is... I think is... his philosophy behind it, too, was, like, I'm going to get one shot to make a Star Wars movie, so I'm going to make my, like, everything I want to yeah. do. Yeah. And and I think I think it all ends up working. I do, and, like, even, and while I'm, I'm watching this time, I... I liked and understood like the Rose kissing Finn thing a little more too. Yeah. Cause it's not, it, it's not like they're saying these people are romantically involved. Right. Cause up until that point, you haven't seen much of, are these guys going to like, you know, be right. you've they're seen them like there is a growing, <laughs> yeah, there's a growing respect between yes. them that you see. And then maybe you can see a little bit that like maybe Rose might have a crush or whatever, but then like just her th the thing she's saying like protecting what we love mm -hmm. is like yeah they've worked together and been through a yeah. very intense thing in the last like 24 hours yeah. and so the kiss to me seemed less romantic and right. more of like it's like I love you I love you yeah. you dumb piece of shit yeah. like she calls him a dummy and it's like, like yeah. she says I love you and she says I know <laughs> yeah exactly and like I think Finn is like oh I thought I was on my own. Right. I was ready to once again be the hero yeah. and kill and sacrifice myself. Right. Even though that would have done nothing. Yeah. Like, because also that little skiff thing wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. Right. It would have crashed on that big and laser. Been eviscerated. And then he would have died. <laughs> right. And then the base would have been exploded yes. anyway. Yeah. But anyway, um, um, the, we... uh, another thing about this movie, just before we get in, and this might be the transition to saying if it is or isn't star Wars. Um, well, of course it is. Everything is. Everything is. Um, but uh, when when we were talking about the, the Rise of Skywalker being, like, about Star Wars, you know, yeah. like, as being kind of meta, this movie, and to an extent also Force Awakens, all do that. It's true. The, the prequels reference this, the original trilogy, but they are not kind of like, hey, we watch these movies. Here's something we took from watching the movies, you know? Yeah. Like, even this movie is kind of like... It does it. 
it, it does the thing of like, but but it it, uh, it it comments on other Star Wars movies that are movies as opposed, you know, like that are stories as opposed to being in the same universe to yeah. some degree. However, it does it through the the reality of the movie, which is like, what do you want? A legend? The legend of Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Like, essentially, like, Rey has seen the Star Wars movies right. is she's what they're the, saying. She's in heard the movie. stories, yes. right? And she, and she has heard the legends. Yeah. And so, and Luke references the prequels in a legend way too, because he wasn't around then. He's heard that story mm-hmm. and took the lessons from it. Like and at think, the height of the Jedi's power, they allowed the, the Emperor to come to power. And, and, and this movie also like does. It's interesting too, because this like you know the difference between the fan service in this movie versus the fan service in like Rise of Skywalker. And, and once again, I don't want to compare a lot, but it's hard not to. But like there is fan service in this movie. Sure. Like Yoda's there. Right. We, we get a and force it's puppet Yoda. Yeah, we get a force ghost puppet Yoda. Right. And it's a great little scene. And he drops real Empire puppet yes. Yoda wisdom. It's great. The and failure line and the like page turners they are not. Uh-huh. <laughs> like really good. It's good shit. We and get... we are what they grow beyond, I think is the sentence yes. he says. Yes. Like and we get like we get R two playing the little help me Obi Wan come you're my only hope. That to me was the only kind of like oh come on that's from that movie. But then even Luke is like that was a cheap move. Yeah. <laughs> and we get we get Luke grabbing the dice that like you don't necessarily have a big relationship with, no. but you know that and and like you no one knew they were in the Millennium yeah. Falcon until this movie. Right. And then Solo was like the dice are the most important thing. Yeah. But where Solo was like <laughs> it's the dice this movie. <laughs> is like Luke going hey, oh, Han. the dice yeah. my friend my and guy. then giving them to Leia yeah. and being like my friend your husband yeah. this is sad your friend <laughs> you're also friend um, and like that is the, the the level of fan service in this is the way of being like we know you like these movies yeah. and we know that some things are important and that little references can be important but we are not going to zoom in yeah. on all of them and only look at that yeah, right. we're going to use them and like, yeah, sometimes it's a little, there are like some fancy things that can be a little eye rolly, but it's like, right. it works right. in this movie. Yeah. No, um, it's, it's really good. And so <laughs> that's, that's my issue. I think this might be one of the, the better made movies. Cause mm-hmm. it, once again, every fucking sequence is just beautiful. Yeah. The yeah. casino is really cool. Yeah. That shot that they do. That's like that old timey. I can't remember what the movie is, but like one of the first times, like a, uh, uh, like a, it's not quite a dolly, but it's a camera move that goes like through a yeah, bunch of tables in a cafe. They do that yeah. shot. Like he really does like make like a movie movie. Yeah, like, it is a movie ass movie. Yeah. The and the, how movie is it? How movie is it? I would say it's probably a ten out of a ten movie. Let me see because there was a couple things I wrote down. So, so my issue with trying to decide how Star Wars this movie is is because it is such a good quality movie. Yeah. It's kind of hard because most of the Star Wars movies are either good or average and and it is also like one of the only movies that is sort of critical of star wars movies <laughs> yeah um okay a couple things i think are really cool there are so many moments in this movie where the dialogue and all sound effects stops and you only have music and visuals yeah and it is striking and breathtaking every time yeah and in the reverse too sometimes the music stops and it's just dialogue like when kylo ren and ray are talking to each other like across the galaxy yeah. like the, it just goes like <gasps> It's amazing because yeah, that makes it makes you do that. It makes you go, hold my breath. What's yeah. happening? Like the uh, uh, and the ship jumping to light speed yeah. to cut through the, right. the the star destroyer. Like that happens then. The theater was silent when that happened. It was amazing. It was like <gasps> it happens when it happens when Leia dies, which yeah. which is like that we, or dies and then comes back. Right. Like it's it's kind of goofy, but also it works for me now. Yeah, it didn't works work for me, for me in the theaters, too. but it works for me now. Yep, it happens so many times. It's so great. Uh, some other things I think is really cool. Um, the fact that or or that I noticed. The fact that Snoke is wearing like a gold lame like mm-hmm. long robe thing is yeah. the, is so the height of like hubris bad guy. Yes, I was gonna say it tells you because all we've seen before is like creepy hologrammy things, right? And we see him and we're like, this guy sucks. Yeah, like you immediately <laughs> know he sucks because he's yeah. like wearing this long luxurious yeah. like fancy gold thing, and you're like. Fuck this guy. And the fact that he slices him in half, like, and by he, I meant Ryan Johnson. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I truly did. He, like, he's basically just like, there's always a fucking Snoke. We don't need to know about Snoke. He's yeah. a big, scary bad guy who wears luxurious robes. Yeah. You know? Why do you want to know about the, it's like, do we want to really dig into Hitler's character? Yeah. He's a shithead. Yeah. 
Bad guy. But once again, Jojo Rabbit. Taika Waititi was like, no, I didn't do research on Hitler so I <laughs> yeah. could play him. Yeah. He fucking sucks. <laughs> like, why would I do that? Right. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. The So that was a great. He's a um, scary bad guy. And he was an independent actor. He was not made in a tube. No, he wasn't made in a tube. He was just a other bad guy. Bad guy. So, other, okay. So going on, Adam Driver in this movie is the best performance in any Star Wars movie. So good. He's an amazing actor, and he's so good in this movie. When he's talking to Ray through, like, the Force, you can see, like, tears in his eyes. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my God. The, I was the, thinking you're not alone. as I was watching. Oh, my God. It's, it's like they are so both, good. They are both incredibly lonely people, and you do get the feeling from this movie of Ray being like, he can be ch- he can turn. Yeah. You do get that sense because you're yeah. like, they're both trying to use the other person and right. manipulate them right. and, and for different reasons. But you do get the sense of like there might be something here. Like when he hesitates to fire on his mother's ship, you're yeah. like, there's some. There, he yeah. still has a little bit of love in his heart. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say that I think is really cool, which I, I noticed God, in the even Ray is funny in this movie. Everyone's funny. Everyone's in this funny. Movie Everyone too. has when good lines. When she reaches out with the force, but it's just sticking yeah. her. Yeah. And then he like tickles her hand, and, and she's like, like, I can oh, feel oh, it. Oh, you meant reach out. Yeah. Everyone gets good bits. Yeah. It's great. It's a funny movie. The, and um, that was actually also something when I first saw it that I was like, this movie was really funny, and I don't know if I like that. Which is like, dude, like it. Yeah. <laughs> you asshole. Like the the beginnings, the beginning <laughs> sequence where where yeah, we're uh, posed, holding like holding for, for hugs. hugs. Okay, I'll hold. It's like that's so dumb yeah. and hilarious. But okay, something I noticed in the fight scene, uh, the Praetorian Guard one. Yes. Is <sighs> how? Okay, I think that it's cool. The costumes, the symbolism, the weapons, mm-hmm. right? The lightsabers are an iconic weapon that we know and understand. Kylo Ren's lightsaber with the hilt, the cross guard, yeah. when it first came out in Force Awakens, people were like, what? And something I think that, that that weapon does is it makes you, what I wrote down, once again, like theater nerd and like stage combat nerd yeah, and stuff, yeah. how long that sword is and his cross guard mm-hmm. is that's a two handed sword, right? right? Like there are uh, like a hand and a half, like one handed swords like that, uh-huh. but it would be much shorter. Right. right, and it's a lightsaber, so it's not like it's heavy; it's light, but it looks heavy, right. and it looks like a like a two handed like claymore kind of sword. Yeah, yeah. So whenever he uses it with one hand, yeah. you're like, "Holy shit, this yeah. guy is strong!" Yeah, and it's such a it's such a detail thing that you don't that I never realized until watching it this time, where right. I was like, "He looks so powerful in this moment." Yeah. It's because he's whipping around. A claymore, yeah. a laser claymore in one hand. He also like his his body when he uses it is like when he it's ignites vicious. it it's on powerful. crate in front of Luke. He has to like jump. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, my microphone! <laughs> I kicked a bunch of shit. He like while as he pushes the button, he like takes a stance, and it looks like it it, it was heavy to do. And it's and it's so it's just like it informs his character in a way that it could have just been something that looks cool, right? And but it's jittery and scary, and like he's a little scary and unhinged yeah. and it, sensitive. It's, it's, and it's like like the like Darth Maul's double bladed lightsaber was the first time we saw that in a movie, and uh-huh. it was cool, but didn't really do anything it, yeah, until the character. Sort of like, oh, he's a this, gymnast, this, I guess. Yeah, right. He's <laughs> fast and can dodge. Mm-hmm. This actually inspires his character, and I think right. like Which having props to J.J. Abrams. Props to J.J. That was a good. <laughs> and that was a good thing, and the, and props to Adam Driver for like. And the people who choreographed all these fights right. for recognizing that and yeah. being like, you are a powerful fighter. Yeah. Whereas like, and then I, I think what would have been cool too was to eventually see Ray use a, a something like her staff uh-huh. with the lightsaber. Right, because she's a powerful fighter as yeah. well. And like yeah. that we know her fighting style so it would have informed her character and that would have been cool to eventually see. Too bad they never made another movie. Yeah. Um, a couple more things. And that scene also just, be, I mean like we could go on and on about like all the great scenes in this movie, I suppose, but that is my, like maybe my favorite scene in any Star Wars movie. That that guard fight scene. It's so good. The the rack focus change when like he brings the lightsaber to Ray's hand. I think we've literally talked about that part on this show before. Mm-hmm. And then when when they fight the bad guys and like those guys are all powerful and scary, they make you sort of appreciate even like the Emperor's red guy guards. Yeah, you're like, oh, these are dangerous. Because they just look like sort of stormtroopers, but like oh, they're like the best of the best yeah. at each of their own respective weapons. It, and then when she throws him the lightsaber and he like ignites it into the guy's face, I in the theater went oh. Yeah, that is such a good. That's like it, it's, it's such a good move because it's, yeah. it's a, a move we haven't seen in a Star Wars no, movie before. Never. It is B a move that is clever. Yeah, because it's not how someone would use a sword. Yes, and it is it works on so many levels. And that yeah, whole, it's how someone would use a gun or like a laser. Yes, it's so cool. And it's yeah. the 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 whole like the the uh, whenever right after he kills Snow, he falls in half. Yeah, he gets through the lightsaber, and then slow motion, both of them turn around. <sighs> there's no music. There's no sound. Yeah. 
I'm getting chills. Yeah, it's talking so about good. It. It's so good. Okay, a like, couple more things b- about this, this movie. In terms of like how Star Wars is it, um, and how like Ryan Johnson basically saying I'm gonna like ma- Star Wars the shit out of this, you know, to yeah. quote The Martian. <laughs> yes. Um, it, like that that scene is playing with Star Wars toys as a kid because yes. you're like I have my version of a lightsaber fight that I want to see and it involves like dropping a lightsaber and grabbing it again or it involves igniting it into someone there it's was, stuff that it's like I wanted to see that and I never did so I'll just make it there was a like <laughs> semi-viral Star Wars fan-made lightsaber fight uh-huh. a while ago uh-huh. on YouTube that had a moment like that yeah. of a disignite the lightsaber and then reignite it yeah. to stab someone yep. thing that like, it's of like, course, why has no one ever done that? Right. And like, if someone did that in a fan film, because that's a great idea. Yeah. And then like now it's in a movie because it's a great idea. Right. A couple more things before yes, we can, yes, yes. Uh, just some things. Um, the salt guy, love him. Amazing. An icon. <laughs> Eating the salt. So strange. What the heck? Love that guy. You have to stand. It, he's so good. The, uh, where were the Porgs and the Falcon in the movie that was never made? And <sighs> the, the eight. Porgs are also, so cute. The, it's, it's when fun. the one does the Chewbacca roll, like Chewie's like, he's like, and then the Porgs like, Aah! And the one that's just like looking at him while he's eating him, he's like, "Why yeah. are you eating my friend?" The uh, uh, also like funny, funny. Like yeah. whenever when they put uh, the trash can on BB-8 and he does good. the mousetroid sound. Yeah. <laughs> whenever Ray and Chewie come in and like save the day a little bit by pulling the Tie Fighters away, and everyone's like, "Get everyone on that ship!" And then uh, uh, Poe's like, they, they pull him away, and Finn goes, "Oh, they hate that ship." Yeah, like that's a funny line. It's very funny. Also, even even when this is something that I like, I know I have laughed at before, but when I watched it again recently, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a funny line too." When they're in those like skim speeders, uh-huh. and uh, and Poe is like, he's this whole movie, he's grown as like a from a hero to a leader. Yeah. And he's like, all right, everybody, listen up. We only have one shot at this. And then, like, the thing breaks under his foot. And he's like, ah, oh, what the hell? <laughs> like, he was just about to do, like, a cool he's triumphant like, leader thing. And then he got, like, even he got knocked down a peg again. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, again, leader, leader not hero. Don't be a hero. The, uh, <laughs> what the hell? Also, it's just, like, watching that scene made me realize that I think Chewie might be the best pilot in the galaxy. Uh-huh. Like, the way, because, like, I think, because the Millennium Falcon's been around for a while. Uh-huh. That, as like from Han till now, and the constant between everybody flying it is Chewie's Chewie there. there. So I think that like maybe Han and Lando and We're like everybody else pilots, is, are they're fine, yeah. but Chewie's like always been the co-pilot that's like making it actually work. Yeah, because seeing him fly it by himself, I'm like. I think this guy might be the best pilot in the galaxy. Yeah, like like, like Han and Ray and Lando and anyone else flying it are just doing the the Maggie Simpson steering wheel, <laughs> but Marge is the one actually driving. Yeah, yeah the to, to go into the to go into the lore, the uh, Phoebe Waller bridge droid yeah, actually right. just reroutes controls right, just to Chewie every time because yeah, she's like, realized no one else is very good at flying. And this. that's what he's saying all the time in Wookiee language, just like I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Uh, really one funny. more thing I wanted that's to a, mention. That's a line in that leaked episode nine script that I loved. Yes. Uh, that's like, or Finn says to Chewie something like, oh, Chewie's flying an X-Wing. Yeah. And, and Finn's Chewie like, to fly. damn, where'd you learn to fly like that? And then Chewie's response, like written as like a stage direction is like, before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's the best pilot in the galaxy. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to talk about that I love is when... I, this is once again comparing, but there's more emotion in Poe reuniting with BB-8 coming off of coming back with uh, Finn and Rose. Yeah. Whenever he's like, "Hey, buddy," I'm so glad. and like, yeah. "Where's my droid?" He like pat, pats him, uh-huh. like kind of rubs his head. There's more emotion in that than it is in all of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. There's more there, and it's so good, and it makes me so sad. Anyway, how Star Wars is this movie? Yeah, though? before okay. we go to the break, yeah, let's just, right. Let's do some things. So I think the the thing that all the sequel movies do that they're sort of like meta Star Wars movies is a point against it a little yeah, because sure. it does do that a little. I, I again think it's the least egregious of the three. It's not like in Force Awakens when. Finn holds up the remote like lightsaber droid like, and what's like, this? Hey guys, check this out. Uh, <laughs> hey look, <laughs> we're playing the ch- we're doing the chess game. Yeah, um, with the so animals. It's, it's the least egregious of those. So not like a ton of points off for that. I cannot think of things otherwise to really knock this movie because yeah. like the music is excellent. It uses yeah. the Millennium Falcon music from the original. It uses the Yoda music from Empire. It uses. Um, its own. It has like a new uh, rose theme. It this has is, a ray theme that's like a little darker than that. It's the perfect. I've used this metaphor before, but this is a perfect example of a of a remix like that works because it's yeah. not. It's not a cover. It's not. It's not even a remix. It's going like 
I sampled a couple of cool things from other songs, yeah, right. and I made a new song. But you can recognize that, like, oh, that's yeah, from like this other like thing. Um, uh, uh, Sam's Town by the Killers. Yeah. You can tell that they had a real Bruce Springsteen moment. Yes, yes when they yes. made that record, and or, or it's like it's like uh, you know, I mean, it, this is this is not. It, it, this is le- this movie's more subtle than this, but like Kanye West making stronger, where it's like, oh, you took that cool Daft Punk right. thing and made a cool new song yeah, yeah. that's like very similar, right. but you made it a new thing. And this is more subtle than that because it's not like, oh, we took this chorus. It's like we took a little bit here, we took a little bit there, right. and we made a, a a great new. We used the same producer and we used some of the same yeah. instruments. Yeah. But but they made something new that digs into it and takes a look at it from a different angle that we haven't seen before. Which also okay, that's part of my issue is that like. Star Wars normally doesn't do that. So I think the the fact of the quality of this movie and the fact that it takes chances and makes and looks at Star Wars in different ways kind of docks at points yes, a little it bit. Yes, it does cuz it's like a really pretty dynamic visual with something to say. movie and it has something to say. That's and, a good with, point. And and normally Star Which, Wars movies There are Star Wars movies that have something to say like yeah. we said, well, but more don't. <laughs> it's like the so so like uh, once again, like cool visuals and something to say and like a good movie yeah. is half and half Star Wars, yes. right? It's right down the middle. Right. Because half of the Star Wars movies there have been have done that or have tried to do that. Yeah. And the prequels, you know, for however silly they are, kind of try to do that and also still have some really good visuals. Right. So it's like... And it, Solo is trying to say, like, you want to know how Han got his gun? Yeah. It's like, no. Well, and like, <laughs> and like even Rogue One was like, War's bad. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, We no, know we, War's we, bad. We actually had heard that. I'd heard about that. Yeah. But so like every Star like it's it's just right down the middle. Yeah. So it's hard to say like... The fact that it so does maybe all these that things. doesn't earn it any points, but no. it also doesn't really yeah exactly any. it doesn't give it doesn't give or take because this is an example of it doing it well yeah which it has done before it's very much in the middle we're yeah. gonna go along this episode no we are because it's our favorite movie we've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very good I think I think pros are all that that you know like this is in fact a Star Wars movie there's bops there's bops. there's sneaking around like crazy there's a good amount of sneaking there's around. putting on. There's literally putting on the bad guys' costumes so that you can uh-huh. uh, like Scooby Doo style, yes, or stuff. like a New Hope style. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, like the sneaking around is like top of the line sneaking around. It it um it there, does do everything Star Wars movies do, but almost every single time they do it bad, like they fail. So like yes. failing is also something that isn't in a lot of Star Wars. The, um, the, yes, the uh uh. There's also a the badass character uh, Captain Phasma gets. D- d- dispatched easily doesn't get to do very much right. cool stuff she gets a Boba Fett death mm-hmm. yeah the uh, also, I truly thought we might see her in Rise of Skywalker I would have been surprised I love <laughs> I also love BB-8 piloting an ATST and like it all falling apart that and being feels like kind hey! of prequely it does it's so and, silly and so like that that's R2 gets, having that's R2 jet having jetpacks jet yeah like right? that maybe gives it some points because that is one of there's only a couple of moments in this movie that maybe go like uh, it's like silly and you it know? is kind of silly but but again he Ryan Johnson does a really good job justifying whatever the thing is that would make my eyes roll, like the yeah. the Leia hologram, and then Luke's like that was a cheap move. Like, okay, you did sort of acknowledge that like this was like a little right. bit of a, a yeah. Because as soon as it, as soon as you see him piloting it, Rose and Finn both are they like, look at each other like. Poor K. It's like a head, a head cock of like, is that allowed? Yeah. <laughs> How does he do that? Is Poor K because? Poor K is why, is why or because. Yeah. It depends on if there's a space in the middle. But they did look at each other as if to say because. because. <laughs> um, oh, there was, I had another thought. And I like, lost you it. seeing this? Are you? Is this? How is he? The uh, but I think like you, you get a lot of personality from BB-8 in this movie too. Like uh-huh. whenever he's trying to fix the weapon system in the first scene and just rams his head into yeah. it, it's like why does that work? And yeah, because he keeps putting his finger he's in like, like the water. <laughs> I know goes, it's not water, Tunk. but yeah. And you even see him like he doesn't have like a face really, and you see him kind of go like. Well, I know what I have to do. Like I have to ram my head into this yeah. thing, I guess. And I also love the line that uh, DJ, the Del Toro character, says, uh, "Like, what's your story, Roundy?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like really hated Benicio Del Toro's whole thing uh-huh. in the first time I saw it, and this time I was like, "I like him." A I kind lot of understand now. this. I, yeah. I, I kind of like. It. I dig it because he's there for the purpose of letting everybody have an arc and letting everybody fail. Because, yep. because, like. He also Post shows plan. another like thesis of the movie, which is like ri- the rich are evil. Yeah, they are profiteering off of both sides. Good guys, bad guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a war. Like, the war is happening, but like the real evil is yeah. maybe behind both sides. Yes. Also, the like it's interesting because post plan would have worked had 
they not immediately Gotten found arrested. out that they were there, right? <laughs> and so, but if Post's plan hadn't have worked, then Admiral Holdo's plan would have worked right. because they would have escaped yes. and it would have been fine. Yes. If they hadn't have grabbed Benicio del Toro, though, because it's because of it was because He's of Post betrayed the yeah, and it's yeah. because of Post hubris. Yes. Sending this like mission that a bunch of people die. Yep. And so like his whole thing, the casino plan's whole thing is to set up like everybody has to fail just so completely in yeah. order for the movie to, in order for them to learn and then grow. Yeah. Um, also Admiral Haldo. Great. Yeah. Really good. I, for some reason I can't remember the, her name right now. Laura Dern. Thank you very much. Yeah, Laura we Dern. had a whole game about it one time yeah, called Dern. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, great. And, yeah. And she's really good. The, the, you can tell that she's like, is a, like had general Leia as like a mentor. Yes. And, but you can also see, like she's she's characterized in exactly the right way for us to sort of while we're watching it. This movie plays a lot of tricks on us. We we believe yeah. it is Luke, even though the, his lightsaber should have been the first giveaway when he comes yeah. out on crate. And like we are kind of on Poe's side because we're like, why isn't she telling us the plan? She's got purple hair and is wearing an elegant dress. She's the military leader. Yeah. Like it's it, it did it a isn't... really good job like making us be also assholes yes. and learn along with Poe. And then, and then once we realize the truth, we're like, oh, like, oh she had a plan, and it's just not his job to know everything because he's not in fucking command. And if he had known the plan, he would have fucked it up yes. because he fucked it up anyway. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, she's great. So yeah, I think I think it's hard because like. The, a lot of things that are good about it give it don't give it any points. Yeah. Some things do give it points. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it more. We should go to the break because we're going really long. Yeah, we are. Um, we can come back and play the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. We love you and may the merch be with you. That's right. Hello, Mysteries listeners. It's Josiah. And, and Mike. Mike here in the ad break to talk to you about our merch. We sometimes mention it at the end of the show. But we have merch. We've got several cool designs on our Tee Public store that you could get on a shirt, a sticker, a mug, whatever you want. Mike, what are some of those designs? Oh, we got Star Wars is Chili, the classic Skyline Chili logo reappropriated to our show. We got just straight up Hasui. We've got the logo for the podcast. There's a lot of designs. And we're always making new ones. They're always cooking in our brains. So go to our social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, go to the link in the bios there because that'll take you straight to the House Star Wars is a store on Public. And it helps support the show. That's right. B- Bye, Bye, babies. How Star Wars is it? Oh, we're back. No, we're back. This is the last Jedi episode of How Star Wars Is It? And this is Mike speaking, and I have the game for this week. This is NPR. We're an NPR podcast now. <laughs> yeah, Welcome if you're back. just joining us. Um, this game... Uh, Do you think NPR needs a Star Wars podcast? I, I can't imagine anybody needs a Star Wars <laughs> podcast. There's so many. Um, oh, wow. Okay, so this... I don't really even have a title, I guess. It's called Last Jedi Audience versus Critics. Ooh. And we've played a kind of a version of this game before from you, yeah. from a couple episodes, in fact. This is Rotten Tomatoes, okay. is our source, and it is franchises. Oh. And I'm going to ask you um, what the highest score and lowest score of a franchise is from the critics, from the audience, and then what the highest and lowest like delta between them okay. is. Because this movie, Last Jedi... Is famously is critically loved, and the audience, audience. score is like bad. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, Star Wars. I'm including episodes one through nine, as well as Rogue One and Solo. Okay. okay. So, um, I'm gonna have to sort here in my. So, the highest rating and the lowest rating of all those movies. Um, critic score, yes. Critic score. Okay, and then okay. Okay, so I this is kind of I have kind of an advantage because I did look at a lot of these for one of those games. Yeah, right. I want to say I do think that Last Jedi has the worst. Oh, wait. Critic rating. Sorry. Critic, critic rating, rating, not yeah, audience. Yeah. So I, that's going to be solo. I'm, no, no, no. That's going to be Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones has the lowest critic rating, I believe. Okay. And I think the and I believe the highest critic rating is still Empire Strikes Back. Empire is the highest. The lowest is Episode Nine. Really? Yeah. Oh, on Rotten Tomatoes. I forgot about episode yeah, nine sure, because we because acknowledge that it doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. It, uh, uh, Empire ninety four, Rise of Skywalker fifty two. Damn, it's uh, that is truly impressive to be worse than the, <laughs> that to be reviewed worse than the prequels. So okay, now we are on uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Oh, okay. Highest once again, once again for the okay. Yep. 
okay, highest audience score is going to be, I want to say I think it's still, it's probably going to be the original trilogy. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Empire again just because I think it's a safe bet. I'm going to say, and I think the lowest is Last Jedi. You're exactly right. Yeah. Empire and Last Jedi. I'm not going to tell you their scores because the last one is which movie has the biggest discrepancy between audience and critic okay. on tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. And and the least. And the least discrepancy. That are like close. Okay. And I'll give you a hint for the least. It's a three-way tie at three. As in the audience and the critics agreed within a margin of 3%. Once again, for all the Star Wars movies? Yeah. Yeah. The okay. nine plus Rogue One and Solo. So... Which ones have the closest? Yeah, and which one has the between, biggest discrepancy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the biggest okay. discrepancy. The biggest discrepancy first. is Last Jedi. That is correct. At a margin of 48%. Truly wild. Yeah. That's truly wild uh, for the audience scores. Um, that's so stupid. Okay. <clears throat> I want to say the closest ones are probably going to be Empire Strikes Back, is going to be pretty close. I want to say A New Hope is going to be pretty close. And then I think. Force Awakens is pretty close. Um, you're you're right on two of those. Okay. Empire and A New Hope are both within three. Okay. And then the other one that isn't within three percent is Rogue One. Oh. Audience said eighty six. Critics said eighty three. Interesting. So now okay. we're on to our next franchise. All right, great. This is the Harry Potter franchise of films. Oh, great. And I'm not talking about the wizarding world. I'm talking about just Harry Potter. Great. None of that Fantastic Beast bullshit. <laughs> so um, the critics, I'm going to sort here. Uh, highest critic score, lowest critic score. Okay. Um, the Deathly Hallows Part 2 inexplicably had a very high critic score. I guess just because it was the end. That's right. Because you had seen that recently. I I saw that one, but I because I did it for the game. What the hell? You're right. It is the highest. It's It's a 96. Yeah, it's ludicrously high. It's it's fine. That movie is fine, but I think it's 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 very strange because I even think probably Deathly Hallows Part One is a better movie than Part Two. I don't even really remember, but it's I don't know. I think it was I think it was the Return of the King thing where everyone just was like, "This is the the whole thing." So it's giving it awards for the whole thing. Uh. Uh, the lowest, I'm, gosh, you know, I want to say it's probably one of the first two because those are the ones that were kind of boring movie-wise. So I'm going to say Chamber of Secrets. This is bananas, but the tomato meter critic score lowest of the eight was Deathly Hallows Part 1. No way! <laughs> yeah, 77 to 96. So the whole franchise is only within you maybe, know, maybe, 19 maybe points. Maybe I'm remembering that movie wrong. I don't know. I yeah, thought it I was... don't remember it really. Um, okay, now, uh, audience score. Same okay. question, high and low. Gosh, I feel like the audience scores for all these are just going to be high. So I feel like I'm going to say Death Hallows Part 2 again for the highest. That is correct. I'm going to say the lowest <laughs> is going to be episode, uh, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, no, that audience. was like, uh, that was actually the second highest. Oh, really? Good. Because uh, a lot lowest, of people don't like that one. I'm like, you're stupid. Yeah, the lowest is Goblet of Fire. However, again, the audience spectrum is between 89 and 74. Like, they all kind of think so they're, they're good. All, yeah, they're movies. good. They're yeah. good. They're fine. <laughs> okay, now, highest and lowest discrepancy between audience and critics. Um, Again, the, this doesn't mean if it's highest the, or lowest Probably movie. the lowest <laughs> discrepancy is going to be, like, Deathly Hallows, since everyone really liked that one. Part two. Um, that's funny because both Deathly Hallows movies are in the top three of discrepancy. Really? <laughs> but again, the margin is like eight okay, and so seven. The so the highest discrepancy is 14%. But and the that, audiences that, didn't like it as much as the critics. Is that for episode or is that for Goblet of Fire? It is. Mm. And then the lowest discrepancy is only a one point difference. The critics said 81, the audience said 82. Sorcerer's Stone. That is correct. Hey! <laughs> This is, gosh, I, I find this endlessly fascinating, and I, and I had a conversation about it that I could not articulate well the idea of, of how weird it is that, like, we all think different things are good sometimes, right. but then that there's, like, some things that we all agree on are good. Yeah. It's so, like, the idea of critics versus audience scores is endlessly fascinating to me, because I just, it's so strange how... Some things we all objectively are like, this was good, like Toy Story. Right. But then there's other things like Last Jedi, you know, where you're like, this should be good. Yeah, right. It's very strange. Um, I'm realizing that I didn't set up the like sorting macros on my next two, but I'll do it manually because okay. it's smaller. Um, the next one is the Indiana Jones movies. Ooh. I'm counting all four. Good. <laughs> highest critic, highest, or and lowest critic. Okay, highest is going to be... 
I want to say, I feel like the first one is going to be the highest. That Raiders is of the Lost Ark is yes. the highest critic. 95. Yeah. Lowest is going to be Crystal Skull. That is correct. 78. Um, audience. Audience, the highest is going to be, I think, Raiders of the Lost Ark still. Yes. And lowest is going to be is Crystal Skull. Yes. <laughs> and then the highest and lowest of the discrepancies. I feel like this will be pretty close because those are, I feel okay, maybe Temple of Doom. No, no. Maybe Temple of Doom will have the highest discrepancy. Uh, No. No. Well, Crystal Skull, everyone hated, critics and audiences. So, but how much? Well, that's true. <laughs> so, least discrepancy will be Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's correct, with a 1% yeah. difference. Audience, 96. Critics, so 95. So, maybe Last Crusade has the biggest discrepancy? It is the second biggest discrepancy. The biggest was Crystal Skull. Really? Okay. Audiences hated it. Yeah. The critics said 78. I didn't even really? see it, but the audience oh, is 54. It's bad. Some people, there were some complaints people had that I thought were silly, but it is bad mostly. Yeah. Um... The one, oh, the, the biggest one was people were actually. like aliens, and I was like, we already have the actual Christian God yeah, and right. also magic. So Christian like, hell. <laughs> um, okay, this next one is all Spider Mans. <laughs> so I'm talking about live action. There's three Tobies, there's two Garfields, and there's two Hollands. Okay, best review is going to be Sam Raimi Spider Man Two. That is correct. That's the critics one. That's yeah, obviously and the best by one. a very narrow margin for three other ones also in the '90s. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that's probably Spider-Man 1 and then both Holland outings. That's correct. Yep. This is my core competency, baby. Yeah. The Holland ones were, the first one was 92, the second one was 91, yeah. and the uh, the first Spider-Man was 90. The lowest reviewed is probably going to be, I want to say Amazing Spider-Man 2 for Critic, or is it Spider-Man 3? Amazing Spider-Man 2 it's was Amazing the Spider lowest. 2, yeah. Yes, you're right. It's worse than Spider-Man 3. Uh, <laughs> I love that I know all these things just <laughs> instinctively. Uh, you could probably rank them, I bet. But, um, I bet okay, I can rank so them. Out, yeah. Audience score. Okay, audience highest score. I think highest will probably still be Spider-Man 2. This, I, oh, I, no, I'm, it's going to be Far From Home, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, big time. It's, it's 95. Yeah, it's Far From Home. Because uh, people love that. And it's, yeah. it is good, but it's not as good as Spider-Man 2. And then the lowest. Lowest audience score is going to be Spider-Man 3. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> and then the biggest and least discrepancies. Is and this... the least, there is a two-way tie at four. The least discrepancy, I think, will probably be Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man 2. No. Spider-Man Far From Home is No, no, correct. sorry. Spider-Man Far From home. home. And Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, it, it is also low. It's only a five out of a hundred of discrepancy, but there are two at four. One is Spider-Man Far From Home, and the other is the first Andrew Garfield one, The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, discrepancy. Critics and audiences both thought it was average. They were like, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> uh, the biggest discrepancy will probably be maybe Spider-Man. I think it's Spider-Man 3. The biggest the discrepancy was Spider-Man. Oh, the first one. Yeah, wow. audiences didn't like audiences. I, I wonder if I even wrote this down wrong now. But it, the the scores I had were ninety from the critics and sixty seven from audiences. Whoa, that's that really low. I wonder if I wonder if some of that is because like audiences hadn't seen they any fucking superhero movies. They didn't know movies what to do yet. with superhero movies yet. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what is this? Um, okay, so the very last category is all X Men. Oh, and now what I did here was included X Men, X Men Two, X Men Three, The Last Stand. Origins Wolverine, First Class, The Wolverine, Days of Future Past, God. Deadpool. <laughs> this is too many movies. Apocalypse, Logan, Deadpool 2, and Dark Phoenix. <laughs> because, hey, the new mutants is coming out. Oh, God. That's so many. Okay. Highest critic rating of Highest all of those. Highest critic, yeah. The Wolverine? Uh,. The Wolverine. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Logan. Logan is the highest critic. I don't know why. Reviewed. You're right. Worst is going to be X Men Origins Wolverine or X Men Three: The Last Stand. The worst critically reviewed is X Men Three: The that. Last Stand. Mm -mm. Back out of fifty-seven. Oh, it's going to be uh, X Men: Age of Apocalypse. Um, Apocalypse got a forty-seven, and there are still two lower than that. <laughs> it's not X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, it is the second to lowest. With a 37. What's worse? Dark Phoenix. Oh, I forgot about Dark it, Phoenix. Did you see it? No. It was so just like <laughs> nothing. It was so bad. I forgot about Dark Phoenix. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, what was the worst of the new ones? Oh, it was Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. I forgot about Dark Phoenix. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay, audience scores. Audience scores, the Highest. best one is probably going to be... There are two, by the way. Two tied? That tied at... No, no, no. I'm sorry. The highest is a 91. There are two that tied it at 90. It might still be Logan. Logan is one of the two 90s, but there is one okay, that is higher. Okay, then it's X2. 
It is not. No. It is. Oh, Deadpool. Days of Future Past. Deadpool's the other 90. Days of Future Past got a 91. Oh, Days of Future Past was pretty solid. And critics gave it a 90. It was a good one, it was solid, apparently. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Lowest. The, oh, yeah, lowest. Lowest audience, audience is probably going to be Dark Phoenix again. Um, or X Men Origins Wolverine or X Men 3 Last Stand. It, it is one of those. <laughs> X Men Origins Wolverine. It is X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so discrepancies. Um, I will tell you that there are three that only had a one-point discrepancy, but one has a zero. Oh. Audiences and critics agreed on it completely. X-Men 3, Last Stand. That was a close totally one. They're actually all pretty close calls except for a few. Um, no, that was a four. The zero is X2. <gasps> Everyone was like, this was good. This is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the biggest, biggest discrepancy. discrepancy has a 41 point discrepancy. Whoa. Second only to The Last Jedi on this oh list. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think. I'm trying to think of which one audience is like. Is it X Men Through the Last Stand? That was the. Uh, oh, no, oh, no, no, that was a that close one. one. I just said that one. Um, gosh. Everything is single digits except for three. One of them no... is Origins Wolverine with 21. First one class? of them is Apocalypse with 18. And then the one that is the biggest discrepancy is 41 points. I have and no idea. It is Dark Phoenix. Oh. Critics gave it a 23. <laughs> so the And the audience gave it a 64. So the it, audience it, like, it eh. failed either way. That's but amazing. They really a 23. So that was a very long uh, stats game. And that's the rest of, that's all the game. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, I think, and we're back. And we're back. We've got like 10 minutes maybe yeah. before we get a little too long. Yeah. Um, and we also got another episode to record. We so do. Let's um, okay, so this movie is really good, The Last really Jedi. Good. It is, I think, um, I know that I keep changing my ranking and it's ever fluid. So like the fact that I would cement it in place on a record is not a good idea. But no. like my instinct is always just like, I will always watch The Last Jedi. It is a great movie. It's sort of like one that you have to give yourself two and a half hours to watch. It's not just like you could put a prequel on while yeah. you're like mending Doing socks. <laughs> darning. Yeah. <laughs> while you're darning. While you're durning. Durning, Lord. You can durn while you watch this durn movie. Durn while you darn. Um, yeah. So w next time I have to durn a sock, I will turn this movie on. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, it's very good. And, and I think it is at the level of Star Wars of the ones that we've given higher scores, but I yeah. don't think it usurps the the nine we gave the Phantom Menace. <laughs> no, I don't. My, my my gut is that it's a high one. Yeah, I feel like it. I feel like this. I don't know why, but it feels a new hopey. It does to me too, and in, I think that's also what we said about Empire. I can't yeah, remember. It's like an eight. I think it's that. an eight, right? Eight, we, an eight and change, maybe. We, we gave them. We gave all those around an eight because they do things well. Yeah. And the things that they do well make them Star Wars, but yeah, then the right. things that they. The fact that they do do things well also doesn't make them entirely all the way. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like my unit of measure for this needs to be BBs. Yeah. Because I BB. know what number I'm going to give it. <laughs> but I'm going to say my <laughs> unit of measure <laughs> is either the coins that that little short guy puts into BBA yeah, and then he good, spits them out because that's, that's a, a fun too. physical that's comedy bit. bit. It might be that. It might be those horse things. Or it might be crystal critters. I think my unit of measure is crystal critters. Crystal critters. <laughs> Mine's going to be bombs that drop in space. Yes. Also, real quick, we talked about horses. I texted Mike this yesterday when I was <laughs> oh, watching Oh, yeah, it. that's right. It is... This is going to be the horse okay. moment. Here's for my a horse moment. Here. Here's a little rant about Rise of Skywalker, real quick. Yeah. Did J.J. Abrams watch the last? Jedi? I don't think he watched the last. My Jedi. new theory is that he did not watch it. Yeah. Because there is an entire sequence yeah. in this movie, The Last Jedi, yeah. in which Finn and his new companion, who he might have a romantic involvement with, and then maybe, who she just doesn't get to be in the next movie, uh -huh, <laughs> who they have an entire <laughs> extended sequence where they ride space horses. Yeah. Through. Uh, 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 and like sort of a low tech versus high tech yeah. thing happening. Yeah, there's a an status, entire sequence. like the 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 downtrodden taking yes. back the day from and the rich. In thoughts. Rise of Skywalker, there is again a sequence in which space Finn horses rides yeah. space horses with a new female companion yeah. that may or may not. That is so stupid. Yeah. That in back-to-back -back movies, they did the exact same thing that it makes me really think that he might not have watched The Last I, Jedi. I, like, really agree. And and while we're still open on this, like, episode nine did get made. It was called The Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to just officially say, and of course, there's so much, like, stuff involved here because a draft of a script is not what the movie ends up being. And this director didn't get hired, and they did make a movie, and that draft would have been nine different drafts before yeah. it got made. But if you have not found the Trevorrow script... 
give it a read if you want to, because I think it's a better movie than Episode Nine. It's not a perfect movie. Yeah. I would still probably like Last Jedi more. Yeah, there, there, there's but things boy, I would change, oh boy, but it's it is, a good script. <laughs> it is a good script. It's uh, it's honestly fun to read. Like it's good because. Rise of Skywalker was so bad. Right. <laughs> if Rise of Skywalker had been a different movie, it would probably be like, oh, it's oh, interesting that was different fun. take. It was like but, a neat uh, comic yeah. book. But yeah, read it if <laughs> anyway. you if you if you're into that stuff, definitely find it and read it because it is actually kind of fun to read and also it's good. Yeah. It's a good. But yeah, Space Horses already happened. It's called The Last Jedi. Uh, so like yeah, my new theory I have a theory that this is similar. I have a theory that Donald Trump's illiterate and can't read. Yeah, and I, I that's my new theory that's in a similar vein is that JJ Abrams never watched Last Jedi. Yeah. Because it's the only way that certain things make sense. Yeah, oh totally. You know? And yeah. so that's that's my new theory. Um, right. Except no, I th- the only thing that would say he did watch it is that he l- deliberately digs stuff up from Last Jedi and like relitigates them. That's true. Like, yes, your parents were nobodies, but they but. weren't. <laughs> well, it's it's like he didn't watch it, but someone else was like, "Hey, um, hey here's wait, a couple things you need here's to fix." Some notes. <laughs> um, you can't let Rose be in it, and he's like, yeah. "Who's Rose?" Right. And it's like it's something you didn't do, so yeah. you shouldn't care about right. it. Yes. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna name it. Yeah, I think it's like someone told him about the Last Jedi. Yeah. They were like, they kind of made Luke a little yeah. different and like Ray. Make have Luke's parents. hair long, but longer. <laughs> like, you'll have the longest Luke hair movie. <laughs> I'm never going to stop being mad about it. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Yeah, I think eight is solid. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, it's episode eight. It's an eight. It's, it's episode eight. It's eight bombs. Yeah. And crystal critters. Crystal critters. Squeezing through those rocks. I really could talk about this movie for like 15 more minutes. Because there's so many things. I feel like there's so many things we didn't talk about. And there's so many good moments. But it does hit all of the big, like things we talk about when we talk about the Hisui scale. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's an eight. Yeah. It's a great movie. I, the it's fact really, that it really is so good, good makes it not a nine or a 10. That's right. But it is an eight. Yeah. So let's wrap up real quick. Yes. Well, if you want us on the internet, yeah, we are at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, our email is a good podcast at gmail.com. Send in those requests. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you may have just seen us at C2E2. I believe that's happened now. Um, yes, and if you had did, welcome. Which Hope is the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo. Yeah, we ha- recorded an episode that we'll put up semi-soon, and we pass out a bunch of postcards. Yeah, hopefully you got a weird sticker from us. You got a weird sticker. <laughs> if you did, tweet at us yeah. with a weird hashtag. This will be interesting because if we did, in fact, like hand out you know 500 or however many postcards at C2E2, there's a chance that we are getting new listeners today, and they might be huge Last Jedi haters and be like, well, I'm never listening to this podcast <laughs> it's a real, It's a real gamble to start with The Last Jedi because we're either going to win these people over yeah. immediately or they're going to be like, we hate this. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so... But we up. are also coming fresh off of our bonkers anniversary episode. <laughs> That's true. So... Um, yeah, you can find us online at the Joe Simon on Twitter. Mike is at uh, Gospel. At Mike, Mike Gospel. Mike, at Mike, Mike Gospel. That's my name. And he's got a, a Twitter, an Instagram too with some cool at toy Word stuff. Gospel 09. Yep. And got a new video coming out. It's really going to be neat. Check it all out. And I think that's everything, right? I think so too. So let's, let's wrap up. It's been a long episode. It has been a long episode. So, uh, like we, uh, like always we always say, say we, we love, love you. And may the fourth be with you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>